Welcome to Hear Me Out, My Story, Podcast. A podcast about being gay and of a certain age. Each week, we deliver the best stories of gay life after 50. Now here's your host, Dean Kroll. Hi everyone. Welcome to this episode of my podcast. So, this is off the cuff tonight, so it might feel a little disconnected at times. Um, Part of my process of rediscovery and taking care of myself has been forcing myself to go out more to meet new people um, just to do things at a social level and not stay at home because my tendency is to um, stay home so if I have something that say I'm invited to or something that I said that I would go to when the day comes, then um, e- it's easy for me to talk myself out of going to it. So I can say, oh, I don't feel like going, or oh, it's too cold, or it's too far to drive. I mean, I can come up with a hundred excuses. And I'm actually okay with that. Um, mostly because I'm an introvert, but then partially too because of, I think, the damage of my person, my psyche, my soul, whatever you want to call it. Um, It's pretty difficult for me to go to these events, innocuous as they are. So tonight, um, I did, through Meetup, I I joined a, a gay game group. It's a board game group and they meet in the city, I think once a month. So they met tonight and I went. And the part I like, it, it's kind of neat because you they um, they have board games, but it, to me it's, it's not board games that I remember. Like we have these traditional go around the board kind of things like uh, Sorry or Clue or things like that. These are, these are all of these new sort of board games that have been coming out. And um, of course, I've never heard of any of them. But the nice part is um, everybody's really nice and they teach you and they, you know, you get to play different games and see if you like them. And, um, you know, then you can decide if you want to buy them or not. I think it's kind of cool that way. But, excuse me. So tonight I went and I played at a table with um, different people than I did before. I, I should say that I did go to this previously in January. I skipped February. And then I went tonight and, you know, played a couple of games and, you know, had fun. And I actually kept myself in check more tonight than I did in January. Like in January, I really put up a front with this sort of this gregarious personality of, um, you know, saying off, you know, sort of questionable things or, you know, making jokes and kind of, kind of being, the the extrovert that I think that, that people want. And, you know, I can do that for a while, but then it's very exhausting for me. Um, I need to go away by myself for, for an hour or two to recharge. So tonight I, you know, I kept myself in check a lot more. I didn't talk a lot. I kept quiet. I encouraged the people 
um, at the table. We were doing something. It was a physical game with gears and things, and you had to make make it do certain things with buttons and sounds and stuff. But I mean, it was kind of cool. But um, you know, so I held back. I let people. You know, I'm like, oh, it's your turn. It's your turn. Try this. You know, go ahead. And somebody would say, oh, I can't do it. And I'd be like, no, you can do it. Give it a try. You know, so I tried to be really encouraging and make sure that everybody um, got a turn at that game. And, you know, because that and I was eating pizza. So um, I wasn't really vested in that game. But it was fun to watch, I guess. Um, I will say I will not be buying that game. Um, and then we played another game. Uh, that was kind of fun. It was, I don't know, it was rabbits or something. And you had to bluff with different picture cards and vote and stuff. And, um, you know, it was kind of fun. But uh, for that second game uh, to our table, uh, two other people that came late joined our table. And um, I won't... You know, obviously, I'm not going to say any names or anything, but they were young. One was one was an art student, and then one was, um, I talked to him. He sat beside me, so I talked to him a little bit more. Um, he, he originally, I think, came from Alaska, he said, and he had been shucking oysters at some restaurant or something, and now he had moved on to a sous chef. And he, I found out he was 20, and... So, you know, I was asking him questions and making small talk and um, I try, you know, you, you ask questions and you try not to stare and things like that, because I, I will say this, he was, he was very attractive. Um, he had very pretty eyes. He had sort of this kind of this unkept kind of wishy kind of hairdo, you know, kind of thing. It's just like, I don't know, it's kind of just like mess it up and go. And he was wearing, um, oddly enough, like camouflage overalls for hunting or something. Um, you know, that was a little odd for me, you know, to see that in the city, but, um, you know, considering, I guess, where, where he lived and where he came from and stuff, but, um, so maybe he had to wear that in the cold. I, I don't know, but I was, really, really attracted to him. And I, I, I wanted to, he was so good looking and I just wanted to kiss him. I wanted to just kiss him. He was so good looking and I know that's incredibly wrong. He's 20 and I'm 50, whatever. That's 30 years difference. But, um, you know, I know you can't help being attracted to who you're attracted to. But I also don't want to come across as Herbert the pervert, you know, from Family Guy. I don't want to be like, hey, come here. And you want to suck on this popsicle? You know, I don't want to be like some old perv. Um. And, you know, there would be, there absolutely is no way that there could be anything between us, you know, even dating or, really, you know, absolutely no relationship. There's nothing, there's nothing in common at all. Um, 
you know, but for a night, <laughs> you know, I would have considered it, but so yeah, he was, I was very taken with him and I liked the kind of the unkept look, kind of the blue collar look, um, just beautiful face, features, eyes, nose, mouth, all of it. It just, he was very good looking. And I don't think he realizes how good looking he is. And I think that also is part of the attraction to, uh, to somebody like that. They don't, they don't know they're pretty. They just are themselves. And I like that. I sort of like that. Um, Hey, I'm just me. I don't try, you know, like I'm not going to get tanned. I'm not going to get my eyebrows done. I'm not, you know, I mean, there's some maintenance going on, but you know, you know what I mean? The, the, the people that overdo it. And, um, that gets into a whole nother area that I don't want to talk about tonight, but, um, you know, his friend, I, I talked with him and, um, you know, art student, and we had some things to talk about cause I'd studied art and, um, you know, various things around the city that, that we had seen and done. Um, but both very nice, very nice. And, um, you know, at the end of the evening, I, I did ask them if, you know, we were all walking out together and I said, do you, you know, did you, I said, Are you guys walking? And they said, no, we're going to catch the bus. And I was going to offer a ride just purely to offer them a ride. Nothing else. Um, but they said, no, they were going to take the bus. And I, so I didn't even offer a ride. I just went to my car. But um, tonight at the end of the evening, I was talking to a couple of people at my table and we were all standing and, and chatting. And um, I was, you know, it was, there was sort of this friendly debate about who won the, the game. And I was like, it was me. I won. And, you know, the, you know, that he came in second and, you know, everybody is basically younger than me there so i will say that first of all um very intelligent very intelligent people and very astute and you know uh, they were kind of teasing me about uh i forget how it was said about me being uh they said like if you if you talk that much about it then it it must be fake or something like that and i'm like yeah i said that's probably true you know cuz i was kidding around like yeah i didn't really win but i said you know when it i said i actually it was something about you think you must think highly of yourself or something and i said you know what actually i don't and the one guy said he goes when it really matters you don't and i said no i don't um, and they seem to get that. And whew, I was, um, God, I don't know I'm getting emotional, but um, I was sort of taken aback by my thought process at that point that, um, you know, when it does matter, I don't think highly of myself. And... Um, it's, it's really hard to, uh, be comfortable with who I am and, and where I am and I'm going to quit crying. And, um, I just was, 
I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. And I, you know, and it's a front and that's what I, I drove home and I'm thinking, okay, this was a front, like all of that kidding around and making jokes, even though I held back tonight, that is all a front that I put up to keep myself safe. We all have shields. We all have ways of protecting ourselves. And mine is definitely the pretending to be the extrovert. And you, you hear comedians say it all the time that they can only be funny through all the pain they've gone through. And I totally understand that. I get it. Um, I think Alan Alda, I heard him say it very first time. You know, I think he was the first person I heard say it. Robin Williams. And I think that's true. Like you have to be, you have to have the, the diametrically opposed emotions or, um, you know, you can be, you know, as funny as you are, is as, as, as sad as you are. So I should be fucking hilarious. Um, I should be rolling in the dough for my comedy. But um, it bothered me that I still don't feel like I can be myself around people. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's a trust issue, if it's a fear issue. Um, I don't want to come across as a victim. I don't want to come across as constantly in pain. So I don't know what the true me is. I know that it's not this front I put on. I know it's completely a shield. And it's definitely, I don't definitely don't want to be some, some sort of old pervert. Um, chasing 20 year olds. Um, except maybe for a night because he was so good looking. <laughs> but, um, oh. so an evening like this, even though I know that the socialization is good for me and it's good practice to get back out and meeting people because, you know, my ex really, um, controlled a lot of the situations and things that I was involved in. And he controlled the, the social events and things like that. So he, he systematically removed all of my friends from my life over the years so that I was reliant on him. And so I'm trying to get, you know, back out there to get new friends and to meet new people. And the part that's hard is, you know, trying to be me and allowing them to see me to, accept me because I am, I'm afraid that they won't for some reason. And I don't know what to do about all that. It's, it's a really, it's a really hard, um, situation for me. And I guess maybe I just need to keep practicing, um, you know, social settings and social situations again. Um, and I know we all have friends, like I said, and we all have different people. We, we can be at different times. We can be outgoing. We can be in go, you know, introverted and we can be, you know, all this and that. And, um, I don't like it though. I don't like, I, I feel even when I'm doing it I, in my head, I'm going, stop it, stop it, stop it. And honestly, I can't like I, in, in this situation, like tonight, I wasn't, like I said, I pulled it way back, but, um, I would catch myself, you know, I wanted to say something funny or make this quip or, or something. And I would catch myself 
And I would say, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. You know, keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. Don't say it. And, you know, I did. But it was so interesting that I would find myself stopping myself a lot because I thought I had something funny to say or something funny to add or to, to lighten the mood or to deflect from whatever I thought perceived was coming my way. Um, it's a lot of work. Um, that is a lot of work and it makes me tired. It physically makes my brain tired and it makes me tired. And, um, I so desperately want a connection with somebody, but I don't, I don't want to be running around. You know, I, I, I did this in the past. I'm not going to do it anymore, but it was like, you know, when you're younger, you kind of run around and you're like, Oh, are you the one? Are you the one? Are you the one? And, um, you know, as you get older, you, you know, that that's not really how things work. And, you know, and I mean, you kind of, you know, kind of look around the room and you kind of think, um, you know, he's good looking. He seems nice. Um, he's smart. Um, you know, maybe, you know, maybe we could go out or something, but then you start thinking, um, all that negative stuff about yourself. Well, you're old. Well, you're ugly. Or, um, how could somebody that young like you <laughs> and oh, it's coming back up again. Um, you start all that bad shit about yourself again. And then you're frozen, frozen with fear, frozen with shame. I don't know. And you just feel unloved and you feel like no one is ever going to be able to love you. Um, and, and if they saw the real you, they, you know, that you would be, you know, unlovable. Like you're this, you know, um, basically a leper. I mean, we use that analogy a lot, but, um, yeah, you feel like this outcast that you are the unloved, the unlovable, the old, the discarded, you know, all of that comes into your mind. And, you know, I, I admit I was, I wasn't really flirting. You know, I was, I really was interested in, in what this, you know, this guy did and, you know, things like that. Cause you know, when he said he was an oyster shucker, I was like, I, you never hear that, <laughs> you know? I'm like, tell me more. Cause I, I hate oysters. I think you might as well just go and swallow that is to swallow a raw oyster. It's disgusting. It's like a loogie, but, um, you know, so we were kidding around about that, but, um, I want that connection with somebody that I'm attracted to. Um, I don't know that I'm ever going to find that whole package of somebody that I'm attracted to, somebody that's smart, somebody that I trust, somebody that doesn't blink an eye when I tell them what I think. I could say anything and it's, uh, they were like, okay, cool. Um, tell me more. And it's not like, oh, you're sick. Don't think like that. Or, or how dare you? Or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, cause I want to share, I want to share everything with somebody and, It's hard. It's really hard. Um, so I'm going to keep at it. I'll keep trying to get out to different events. But also before the uh, the other part of tonight that 
before the games got started, I was talking to one of the organizers and he belongs to another group he was telling me about and they have a nude book group and he goes to nude karaoke. And I was stunned. I was stunned. And it's hard to do. It's hard to stun me. But naked book group, I was like, what, what, what do you read? Like, what's the, what's the theme? Is it all about naked stuff? Or, you know, and they said, no, it's what, you know, whatever the group decides and yada, yada, yada. And I just said, you know, um, I don't think I could ever do that. And he said that it's, um, it's, he said it's something that that they do. And he said, you know, because it's a different generation than, than us in Generation X, where I know a lot of you don't know this, but in the gay culture in the 80s, it was perfect. You had to have perfect body, perfect look, perfect hair, perfect clothes, perfect car. You know, you had to be perfect. You had to have, you know, and I still have that mindset in, in my brain. And this younger generation is all about being po body positive, no matter what's your shape, what's your size. And I said, I don't think I could do the naked book group. And he was like, well, well, why? And I said, because I don't love myself. I don't love who I am. I don't love the way I look. I don't think I could show myself in, in a, even in a small book group, let alone go into a bar to have karaoke. Um, and he said that, you know, it's freeing. And I said, I get that. I get it. And he said that it's once you're in the space and you're there with everyone, it's a non-issue. And he said, what you have to remember is that everybody is, you know, just themselves. You think people are, are, are good looking or whatever, but you know, then they take their clothes off and you're like, Oh, you know, everybody's, you know, there's this, there's that, you know, they look different ways and everybody should be okay with the way they look. You know, they have imperfections and they think about it, but they are facing those imperfections by taking their clothes off at, at book club. And I'm like, okay, uh, you know, I get it. And he told me a book to read and I, I forgot it and I'll have to ask him about it. But, um, yeah, I know some of you go to naked yoga. Um, I don't know what other naked things are out there. Uh, nude, nude, naked. Um, the, the naked karaoke. Um, going to a club and taking your clothes off and being totally naked in a club while people are up front naked singing karaoke. Thank God I cannot sing because there is no way in hell I would be naked in the spotlight trying to sing um, in front of a bunch of gay guys. Um, I get how that could be freeing. Um, it would take me a, a long time to relax in that setting, to be comfortable walking around socially in a, in a space, being naked knowing that I have an ugly body and ugly parts, <laughs> um, things that are not quote unquote attractive. 
but I get that it's the ultimate dropping all of the charades. You know, you're, I mean, there you are. That's it. This is me. This is everything. Um, I get how it's freeing. Um, I'm going to have to think about that a lot more. Um, before I would do something like that at a club. I mean, I would probably do something, ease into it. Like I would go to like, they have boots and boxers nights or something like that. Um, you know, I could, I could probably try something like that. But again, you know, you start thinking about, well, you know, there's this huge age difference. Um, and I just wonder if, if somebody that is younger, say 10, 15, even 20 years younger than me, somebody who's 30, right? Would they want to be with me? Um, and would they want to be with me after they saw me at Naked Karaoke? Um, it's a bizarre, it's a bizarre thing for me to think about. I, I would probably be more apt to do Naked Book Club. <laughs> um... I'm assuming they meet at somebody's place. And my first, my first question to the guy was, I'm like, y'all sit on towels, right? <laughs> He's like, yeah, we, we all sit on towels. I'm like, okay, good. Um, God forbid anybody should have white furniture. Ugh. but, <laughs> um, and I did suggest the book to them. I said to him, you know, have you read the David Sedaris book called Naked? And I said, it's, it's all about him spending time at a nudist camp. And they're like, that actually might be kind of good. And I said, it's funny. It's a very funny story. Um, and I think it was, I could do that because like he said, nobody knew him. Um, and it was, I guess it was, oh, I don't know this when this was, 70s, 80s, but it was mixed. It was men and women. A lot of old people. Um, you got to read the book. It's funny. But for me... I don't know, right? Can I go to a group, to a house with a group of men, get naked, and have a discussion about a book and not think about everybody being naked? And not being embarrassed about myself the whole time and conscious of my, am I sitting the right way? Do I look, you know, this is what would be going on in my mind. Oh, am I sitting this way? Does it look like a... Does it, does this look like it's rolling? Does this look wrinkled? You know, does this look too big? Oh, you know, uh, and, and you know, they're talking about the book and I'm sitting there ruminating on how ugly I am and wishing I had, you know, a gunny sack to put on anything. I would, this is going to sound probably lame, but I think I think I would need a pep talk. Like after getting undressed, having the host or, or, you know, this guy that I met, he seems very nice. He and his partner, very nice. Like looking me in the eye and saying, you're going to be okay. There's nothing going on. You're not, it's just safe. You're not going to get hurt. Nobody's going to make fun of you. Like, I think I need somebody to, to talk to me and tell me all of that to get me maybe started to sit, you know, then to sit down and to actually, you know, talk about the book without trying to cover myself with a pillow or my hands or, 
you know, um, it's a lot of shit I got to work through. There's a whole lot of shit of, you know, uh, uh, you know, you, you pile on all that abuse from the past and you start thinking that, you know, and even with my ex, you think that you're not worthy, you're not good enough, you're, you know, you're not this, that, you got all the negative voices in your head and you're trying to put positive replacements in there and it's really difficult it is a really difficult process as some of you know to change those old voices um but in a way i'm wondering if i need to be involved more with this younger generation because they are so free and non-judgmental of people and how they look and who they are and you can just be and they're okay with that and maybe that's i need to pursue that more let's think about that um you know think about maybe i need to hang out with the people who aren't judging and who um are positive and I'm, I'm sure they don't come around saying, wow, you got, you know, really nice legs or you got, you know, really nice arms. I, you know, I'm sure it's not like that, but I'm sure it's just a regular conversation. You're just not wearing clothes. I, I would be interested in anybody's feedback that have gone to any events other than yoga, because I know yoga is sort of an individual thing. You know, you're kind of in your own space and in your own mind. But if there's other nude events that you've gone to please let me know i'd like to i'd like to find out more about those um you know men women heterosexual homosexual i don't care just tell me um and also let me know if if you would do something like that and and uh why or why not i think collecting some information might be good for me may, might make me um give me some you know data to go on so to speak um but yeah i think maybe maybe i'm feeling better now you know i'm thinking maybe i need to hang out with the younger generation um for that acceptance that i've been looking for do you think it's there hmm interesting questions well um like I said, this was free form tonight. It was off the cuff. So I hope this made sense. Um, thank you for listening to me, letting me talk through this out loud. It's very helpful for me. Um, yeah, I think, I think I'm going to be okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. Good night.